Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. That's right, folks. We are back. Another episode of Garage Door Sports. We are now on episode 19 since the relaunch. Nick McVicker joined in studio by Kyle Vardy. Kyle, how you doing today, dude? Beautiful Sunday. It's football Sunday, so I'm happy. Exactly. And uh, joined through the Garage Door Sports Cup phone, or whatever we're going to call it at some <laughs> point. We'll come up with a name. Uh, our other co-host, Irfan Manji. How you doing today, Irfan? Doing great, boys. How are you? Good, man. You know, just surviving. How's life in Ottawa? I love it. <laughs> love Ottawa. <laughs> Speak, speaking of the Bills, they just got picked off. <laughs> we'll get to that. All right, we'll get to that. But good to hear that you're having fun out there, man. We're uh, we're happy to have you back. Always happy to have you back. So uh, let's get right into it because we got a lot to talk about. We've been off for a few weeks now, mm-hmm. and uh, well, a lot's happened. And guess what else is about to start? Right, you know, on Wednesday. Yep. The NHL is back, boys. So instead of uh, jumping fine into some, <laughs> fine by both of us too. Exactly. Um, but instead of jumping into, let's say, you know, NFL like we could or MLB playoffs, let's get right into what we uh, what we do best here and talk some NHL. So, what do you? How do you guys want to do this? You want to go team by team, or do you want to just go division by division? Because I think the best way is probably divisions, right? Yeah, let's do divisions. Let's do yeah. divisions. Sure. All right. Let's start with. Uh, well, I mean, let's start with uh, the home division here. The Atlantic. Lots has happened, but at the same time, I don't think much has changed at the top of this division. I still think your top three teams are going to be your top three teams. It's that middle part of the division above Ottawa, basically. It's the potential wild cards is really what it's uh, it's up to right now. Exactly. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing is that if we can – Toronto, Boston, Tampa are going to probably be one, two, three in some variation. Yeah, it still sh- probably should be Tampa at the top. Yeah, absolutely. But who knows through the regular season. No, exactly. And then you're going to have Ottawa at the bottom. So it, it comes down to Montreal, Florida, Buffalo, Detroit. Really, I don't know what's going to happen between those four teams. Maybe Buffalo. Maybe you can drop Detroit down into the not really going to be a wild card spot I, team. I, w- I would put Detroit back down where Ottawa is right now, to be honest. That's fair. Yeah, I, I can um, see that. They, they've made some good strides, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're going to sit in the basement. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I, and I don't think that's really a big issue because they are in a rebuild. They don't think they expect to fight for playoff no. spots right now. But they have made some good strides this mm-hmm. offseason. I think they looked really good um, in a couple of their preseason games yep. when they had their full lineup together. They did not look good last night in their preseason no, game. and got blown out by the pretty much put-together Leaf yep. roster. I maybe one or two players. There's a few, a few players that are going to get cut. That's what it is. But that was pretty much their roster, and yep. that's going to be 
that they looked really good last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were moving the puck like crazy. Outshot, they played well defensively too, which is the biggest thing going forward. So yeah, um, Makaya looks really good too. He looks secretly good. Like yeah, nobody really knew what to expect from him. But well, he was he was one of the top guys coming over in the international free agency, and obviously it's not the same sort of international free agency that you get in the MLB, where those are the best players coming out. But yeah. he definitely looked really good in the preseason and earned himself a spot on the big club to start. Yeah, it's just a matter of where he's going to play in that big club is the biggest question. He's going to be on the third line by the looks of it. But that's that's what that's what it's shaping up to be, I should say. Originally, they had him play reti- uh, replacing Hyman. For now, line. yeah. Yeah. For now, but I mean, like when it comes down to it, he's probably going to play on the third line with uh, Kerfoot, which could be a yeah. dangerous combo. Those two together. True. Um, and then the Leafs back end is pretty much set. Mm-hmm. I, I would think. I mean, Riley, Cece, uh, Muzzin, Barry, mm-hmm. and then right now it looks like Sandin has earned his spot yep. with um, Marinson. As much as all of us don't want Marinson to be there, he's he's earned the seventh player spot on this. He, he's he's there until Dermot gets back, and then we'll see what happens with that. So. Yeah, and I think the whole thing comes up. Um, a lot of t- chatter that they might try to move Cece at some point during the season. Mm-hmm. Um how that comes about, I'm not 100% sure. My dad was joking earlier today. Well, the, the Winnipeg Jets could use a right-shot defenseman. <laughs> yeah, they could, but uh, we'll get to that after. Uh, Irfan, what do you think of your Boston Bruins there, bud? Um, I think Boston slips into a wild-card spot. My, one of my bold predictions this year is Panthers are going to finish ahead of the Leafs and the Bruins. Really? I think so. I think they finally have a goaltender that isn't 40 years old. Um, and last year they weren't a bad offensive team, but they were a really crappy defensive team. So I think having Bob and Matt will, will win them a couple of tight games that they did lose. Mm-hmm. So that is that's my prediction. I think the Leafs will get the third position spot or even the second. But I, but I, I think Boston, will, like I said, will slip into a wild card position this year. Okay, fair enough. Is there is there a reason that you think they're going to be the one to fall? Um, you you it, again, it's an issue every year. You look at. Everyone passed the first line, and you go, okay, who's going to play with David Krejci? Um, there hasn't been anyone in the top six that's really had their moment. I mean, Jake DeBrusk is great, but there's nobody on the right side of him. Yeah, that right. brings on Nathan Horton sort of power forward feel. And I think, like, Boston has a great fourth line, a uh, great first line, but it's just that who's playing with David Krejci, and is it going to be good enough to sustain through 82 games? Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, they're they do have a still a solid lineup. It's just how work. solid of a lineup are they actually going to be? I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then but you I look mean, at the other powerhouse in Tampa, and but Tampa's complete. They they br- they brought in the right pieces. They brought in grit this summer, and I think it's going to help them. I agree, but it's kind of funny. Like you look at that lineup, and it's like, okay, they it's pretty much the same as last year, almost maybe a couple pieces in and out, but. Can they reap a repeat their success in the regular season again? Because they won sixty-two games last year. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of games. To yeah, win. Maybe not at fifty-two. You're probably looking at fifty-two, fifty-five. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if yeah. can they repeat their regular season success? And if they can't, can they at least get into the playoffs and do pretty much the exact opposite of what they did in the playoffs last year? Mm-hmm. That's the biggest I think thing. I think they'd trade a couple of wins from the regular season for a couple of wins in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, like they would definitely do that for I sure. I think everyone o- would. Honestly, <laughs> I, th- I think, they, I think yeah. they do repeat with what they did last year. 
They didn't lose anybody, and they only got better with who they had. That's what I think. Right? Like, that's that's Cause scary. Because, like, like, you think about it, they had McElhinney at the back of Cooley, who is probably one of the, if not the most consistent backup in the league. He is literally right? built to be a backup goalie. Like, how crazy is that to say? Yeah. But he's built to be a backup goalie. Right. They added Patty Maroon, who just came off that Stanley Cup with St. Louis, to yep. be one of those physical guys in the third line. And let alone adding Shattenkirk on a yeah, basically minimum a deal to be your third pairing defenseman. Run a little bit of a vengeance there. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Rangers South, is that what they're calling themselves yeah, now? Probably. Like, holy crap. All of their players are former Rangers that, that they picked up in the last three years. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, you look up and down their lineup. Like, their, th- their four centers are Stamkos, Sorelli, Gord, and Paquette. That's pretty solid up the middle. Like, they're not oh, – so after Stamkos, I mean, you're not going to say that Sorelli and Gord are – superstars in any sense of the word, but those are solid centermen. No, but then, you know, again, Tyler Johnson's played center before in his life. Tyler too, Johnson, sorry, yep. So. And I think um, Palat did, too, at one probably. point, too. So. Uh, but, like, even then, like... Yeah, exactly. So, like, like, you look at, like, Sorelli took huge steps last year. Oh, for sure. Right? No, I'm not I'm not saying that they're, it's not a good thing to have yeah. up the middle. And then their defensive pairings, Hedman, Sergachev, McDonough, Cernak, Coburn, Shattenkirk. Like, uh, yes, please. Yeah. Like, what? How do you and not... the good thing is, they have puck movers on each of their defensive pairings. Yeah. No, they do. And that's, that's a scary about thing. That being important. We talked about that being important for the Leafs last year when they only had Gardner moving the puck consistently, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. That's the difference now. So. Well, that's, that's today's game, right? Is That's what you need on your back end. It's not about those big hulking defen- defensemen anymore. It's who can move the puck and get out of your zone as quick as possible. Absolutely. Well, yeah, you also need your... Sh- you need your shutdown defenseman also to be able to move that puck up and down. Yeah, exactly. Like you look at Charlie McAvoy, again, Boston reference there, but you look at McAvoy being a great shutdown defenseman, but also being able to move the puck. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Defense. For right. sure. So it's just, they they look like to be the, the cream of the crop in the division. As good as the Leafs look. And the Leafs look very, very good. Yep. Like you look at that lineup and they're going to be, they're going to be a problem for a lot of teams in the league. But I still think, I mean, you have to think that Tampa's going to win the division. Are there any surprises in the division in your eyes, Kyle? Irfan's already said Florida. Like, as in, like, where they're going to finish? Yeah, where they're going to finish. I think Florida's going to be a great team. I don't think they're going to be uh, top three. I, I don't think that they, they their, D, their defense is really going to keep it up. Struggling there? Yes, I did. <laughs> um, they had a great, great, huge um, leaps and bounds from their forwards with yeah. Huberto and Bark off and everybody taking that next step. Yep. Um, the only problem is their best defenseman is now 35 or 36, I think, in Yandel. Yeah. Um, Ekblad has not been the person they've expected him to become. He's still young, but at what point does he take that step? Fair enough. Um, I think Bobrovsky is going to help great in the goaltending. Oh, for sure. I don't think that's it. I don't but think that's but how is Bobrovsky going to be without that top defense that Columbus had? That's fair, and that's something that we're going to have to see, I guess. Um, my little caveat to the division, I actually like the way the Canadians have themselves set up. Uh, and I hate the Canadians, so this is saying a lot for me. <laughs> but I think that they have finally put together a half-decent lineup. Not a great lineup. Like, I don't think they're as good as Tampa or the Leafs. Yep. But I think they put a half-decent lineup together, and one that is going to annoy people more than anything. Like, the old-school the Senators when they were in the late uh, 2000 era where they would just kind of 
fought every win out, yep. right? I think that's what the Canadians are going to be this year. You look at their lineup and you have Tatar, Deno, Gallagher as your top line. I'm not saying that's a great top line, mm-hmm. but it's not a terrible line as a whole. No. But then you look at that second line, and you've got Druan, Domi, and right now they have Suzuki listed there. That is a very creative pairing for that's group that could be very, very dangerous. Mm. That could be very or dangerous. Or could be or very terrible. Or could be getting bullied around on the ice the entire time. Yeah. No, I know. That's the thing. It could be one of the two, and I have no idea what to expect. Yeah. Byron, Kotkaniemi, and Lekkonen is your third line. That's actually not a bad third line. And then you got Jordan Wheel, Nick Cousins, and Joel Army rounding out the, the 12. That's that's really not that bad. No. And their defense could use a little work, but it's definitely not the worst defensive pairing in the league. When you have Victor Mete, Shea Weber as your top line, Shiro and Petrie as your second pairing. Yeah. And then you got Brett Kulak, who's looked really good in the preseason. And Kale Fleury is listed as their sixth right now. Which I didn't think he was going to be ready this year, but he's he has showed well in the preseason. Yeah, maybe they give him a try. That could be a very good defensive core that I think will yeah. be very underrated. Do I see them getting into the top three in the division? No, but I definitely see them pushing for a playoff spot. <laughs> Hard to disagree. I mean, they have the coach built for defensive-minded exactly. grind your game out. Their defensive pairing will be fine. And you know what, though? We were, I was looking at their roster a couple of days ago. They have enough offensive talent that they can probably flip for a top six defenseman later in the season. Oh, yeah. No, if for need sure. Be, if need be, like, they can fill that piece in. No, for sure. And that's the thing. Like it, They have a lot of prospects, too, that are in the system that aren't going to play this year. You can always move somebody if you needed to. If you're looking at, if you're at the trade deadline and you're really close to a wild card spot, you could do that. And not they, not yeah. hurt yourself too much because you ha- they do have a lot of prospects. They could, like but I don't think they're in that position right now to do that. Well, it, d- it depends on where they are. E- even then, I don't think they're in the position in their how their team is built. Yeah. I don't think they're in the position to trade away one of their middle or top prospects. Yeah, for a rental potential guy. If it's a guy with term, it's a different story. Yeah. Well, I was thinking more but a guy like, with term. Though th- that's very few and far between. No, I, I agree. But I'm, sa- term, I'm saying right? there's a chance, right? Yeah. I'm not saying you're going for a top top player, right? Mm-hmm. But you have the prospect pool yep. that you could move a guy for someone with term. Yeah, for sure. Um, any other statements on the Atlantic Division before we move on? No. Good answer. Alright, <laughs> so let's go on to the uh, the other Eastern Conference Division, the mm-hmm. Metropolitan, which okay, in my opinion, this is the most confusing division out of the four. Okay. Because so much has happened in the offseason. I really don't know where to place, like, four of the teams right now. So, I want to hear you guys first. Let's start with you, Kyle, and then we'll go over to you, Irfan. Um, personally, I have Washington, Carolina, and then um, my underrated pick is I have the Devils finishing third. Okay. Um, I, I like what I saw out of Corey Schneider in the preseason. That was the really the only question mark that I had in the Devils lineup. Fair enough. Um. I'm not buying on Pittsburgh having a bounce back year. I know they still have the great pieces, but I'm still not buying on that. They have a lot of overpriced guys that don't do a whole hell of a lot. Fair. Um, I have a bet with Matt going that the Devils are going to finish in a better spot than the Flyers. <laughs> That's because he thinks they're going to win the division, yeah, the Flyers. So and I, I still, I still think it's Caps and then everybody else. Yeah. I, I yeah. love Carolina still, but I don't think they're on the same level. I, I really don't. 
Oh, that's that's fair. Uh, yeah. Like they had a great run in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Do I think they do it again? No. Um, and Columbus, I think, is going to be absolutely terrible. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Fair and enough. the Islanders are horrible. Yeah, that's it. Irfan? Um, like Kyle said, Washington's going to win it, the division. And then you can literally place anyone else. Um, Pittsburgh, I think, is at the bottom of this division. I don't think they're good enough. I mean, yeah. they didn't bring in the right pieces. They keep having overpaid players that haven't really played well. I mean, other than Crosby and Malkin, this team isn't, hasn't been cohesive since they won the Cup. Um, and I think the two surprises are the Rangers and the Devils. They're going to make a huge difference. They're not going to be at the bottom anymore. And hey, I'm, I'm even calling them that they might even be in the playoffs over the Flyers. So whoever bet on the Flyers, the Flyers <laughs> are not making the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not hugely sold on Hank having a bounce back year to bring the Rangers in the playoffs. Okay. Um, I think he's still a good goalie. I don't think he's the guy to carry them anymore. Um, that's just my personal opinion based on what I saw last year. Yes, they were a terrible team last year, but he didn't help them on a lot of those p- the goals and stuff like that. No, so, but he. I think if you watched any of his interviews in the off season and after mm-hmm. the season. He, he's like, I'm ready to go. Like this is this is my year to say that hey, I'm over whatever, but I can I can still hang with the best. And I think if you look at the the goaltending crop of the Metro, Hank still ranks about the top three coming out of it. So uh, that's the only reason why I think I don't want to bet against Hank until I see one more bad season and I go, okay, it's time to make that change. Yeah, no, absolutely. You you always want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, yeah. I think he's deserved it. Oh no, for sure. He's he's done everything he can for that team, trying to carry him as far as he can, right? So yeah, absolutely. So wh- you said your surprises who are fun? Uh, the Rangers and the Devils. Rangers and Devils. That's an easy show because have you seen the off season that those two teams had? They're it's funny. They're almost identical off seasons, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They both brought in a top end right shot defenseman. They did. You can depend. You can debate who's better, and I have no problem saying I think it's Subban out of the two of them. Oh, it's. It, it, it but they're both they're both top end <laughs> right shot defensemen. <laughs> you can debate it, but it's not a question. But they're both top end right shot defensemen. Yeah. That's fine. Um, they brought in a top prospect, one and two overall. Go figure. They brought in a lot of good pieces around each of their teams, right? I mean, Gusev is going to probably be the underrated pickup, b- underrated trade of the off season. Yep, I was pissed off and didn't get him in my draft. Um, Jesper Bofquist for the Devils as well is going to be another good piece mm-hmm. who th- that they added. Um, for the Rangers, they got Panarin, top end player. Mm-hmm. Like, you're looking at these teams and you're like, wow, they they really went all in, and they didn't they, they didn't do anything really crazy either. They no. just they just put their money where their mouth was, and they filled out their rosters in a very very strong way. Yeah, um, they accelerated their rebuild. Well, when you get a top two pick, that usually helps. Well, it, it, also, it also helps when you make a trade that you don't give up huge assets for exactly. it and get a great piece in return. Exactly. Right? So, Su- the Subban to the Devils, they gave up absolutely nothing. And then, even with the Truba trade, they gave up Adam Fox, but who knows what Adam Fox is going to be like. Yeah. And right? then they signed Truba, right? Yeah. So, he was, he was an RFA, and they signed him to an eight mil per year for seven-year deal, mm-hmm. which could, depending on how much he takes the next step, could look like a very good deal. Like oh, it could look great. It could look terrible. That's yeah, that's that's the issue. Um, the division as a whole, in my perspective, 
I like Washington. I do think they win the division, but I think it's going to be very tight. I mean, last year was tight, too. They won by one point over the Islanders. Yep. Um, Carolina will be in the playoffs. In what spot? I'm not sure. I like the Rangers. I like the Devils. Other than that, I s- the other four teams, I actually have the Islanders as the next team, in my opinion. They still have pretty much the same roster. The only thing they lost was their goaltender, one of them. Yeah, the one that carried them the entire way. But both of them played well last year. Yeah, I Grace isn't a starter, though. I understand that. And at this point, I don't think Varlamov's a major starter either. I still think Varlamov's better than Grice. And if they, can, oh, if, they can pl- if they can play like they did last year, they're not going to be bottom of this division. That's my statement. No, I don't they think they make the playoffs because yeah. I, think, I think the Atlantic has uh, at least one wild card spot this year as opposed to both of them going to the Metropolitan. Yep. But they're out of the bottom four teams in this division. I have the Islanders at six or five. I have Philly at six, Columbus at seven, and I'm with you guys. Pittsburgh's probably at the bottom, which sounds crazy considering they have Crosby and Malkin still. But yeah. it is what it is. It, they, it's that's where they are right now. Unless the goaltending can win them games. I don't see this lineup being good enough. They, their biggest a- pickup this offseason was Brandon Tanev. And they overpaid him. They totally overpaid for him. Mm-hmm. They're not good enough. And now they're trying to move another defenseman because they're like, we can't afford anything. Well, exactly. it's because it's they're paying Jack Johnson $5.5 million to do nothing. Exactly. I agree. So, so that's that's where they're at. And unfortunately, that that's kind of what is the deal with them right now. Yeah. He was gifted yeah, he's the team. Done at the end of the season. He's probably done. Yeah. But he was gifted a good team and he's tried to run with it as long as possible. And I think he's doing what the Devils did for a while there, tried to roll roll with the uh glory days years and it cost yeah. the Devils greatly. Mm-hmm. And now they're finally rebuilding and getting back to relevancy. That's what's going to happen with Pittsburgh. They're trying to roll with as many Glory Days players as possible, and it's going to kill them. At what point do you look to trade Crosby and Malkin? This year. Do you? One of them. Really? Because that that, that destroys your franchise. I, I think they move Malkin. I don't think I don't think they move Crosby at any point. I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think you can to that fan base move Crosby. Mm-hmm. As much as I think you'd get a boatload more for Crosby than Malkin, because a Crosby. As much as he is injury prone, yeah, is not as he always comes back and plays just as well. Whereas Malkin usually takes a while after coming back from an injury to get back into full full swing. Yeah, I don't know if that fan base would want either of them gone. Oh, I don't think either. I don't think they want them gone, but I think they can respect. I think they can accept moving Malkin more than they can accept moving Crosby. That's that's what I'm saying. But what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> they move Latang first. That's oh okay. yeah. They'll move, they'll move Latang first before they touch those two. But his I question mean, was Malkin or Crosby. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I know. I question Latang because I don't want them to lose both of those players. I think if Pittsburgh finishes in the bottom and ends up with a top three pick, they yeah. might just accelerate that process and those two guys don't go. That's fair. I I, I can see that happening. Yep. Um, do they do they even have a first round pick? 
I mean, after Ninja Ops, considering how much they keep trading away. Let me check. They do. They have their first round pick for the next three years. They don't have a second round pick this year. If they can work it around, they could. They also have no cap space at the moment. Yeah. But apparently, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams are over the cap as of right now. Yeah, a lot of the teams are over the cap with like LTIR and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I know. I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, as of right now, they're over the cap. Yeah. Um, I think it's safe to say that top two, Washington and Carolina. Yes. Unless the Rangers or Devils really put it together to outseed Carolina for two. Yes, I agree. I, I can see them taking a jump and being a better team. I can't see them taking that big of a jump. I know. I'm just saying because they both accelerated their rebuild. If all of a sudden they figure it out and their lines go together, that's the only way I see either of them jump in Carolina. Yep. I still think it's going to be a very tight division. I'm, t- I'm saying there's probably 10 points between Washington and the fourth place team. And then a big gap between four and five. That's that's yeah. my that is my bold prediction for the division. Well, last year's gap between one and five was six points, right? So yeah. ten points isn't too much of a stretch there. But I'm just saying because we we're saying that the bottom half of this division is trash. Yeah. That I still think it's going to be five to ten points between the top four teams. Yeah, well, I was agreeing there. Rationalizing yeah. it for myself. Well, yeah, I was going to say that it's, that's. Kind of a bold prediction, but it's kind of not though. It's it's really not, but it is. If, if, you, if you look at it last year, right? Like you look at the Atlantic last year. Yeah. Tampa was 13 points clear of the next pers- next closest team. Uh, 21. 21 is what it was. Yeah. 21. Yeah. <laughs> and then enough, and then I'm pretty sure Montreal is what five points back of the Leafs. Uh, four. Four. Yeah. So that's not a huge gap. But that's one spot. I know. I'm saying one to four is only five to ten points. Total? Total. Oh, okay. So between you, Washington you, you, you and the fourth place... You don't think Washington's going to run away, run away with that no. division? That's the thing. I, I just don't trust Washington enough to run away with the division. I, I want to, because I don't hate Washington. Like I actually like watching them play, but I just don't have enough faith in the defense to not let, in, not let Holtby face a bunch of shots and give up too many good chances to allow them to run away with the division. I think they're going to lose a lot of close games because their defense is going to give up goals. Yeah. Right? I, their offense, I have no problem with. They're going to score tons. Yeah. They, they've shown that. I'm worried more about their defense holding off goals to allow them to run away with this division because you got Carolina, you got New Jersey, you got New York. They're all going to be very good offensively as well, right? So I think the division, those four teams are just going to beat the hell out of each other in the regular season and yeah. put up tons of goals. Not like physically beat the hell out of each other, but like goals-wise, they're just going to put up like five four games and six five six four games yeah. they all have they all have the offensive ability that's that's what i think that's why i think it's going to be closer again what do i know <laughs> um moving on to the west central or pacific central there's only one canadian team in that one all right let's do central um this division is going to look very different this year that is my bold yeah. prediction i think you have to win it you have the Avs winning it? Oh, you, you can start. Please. <laughs> Just make uh, my day. I have the Avs winning it there. They have great talent. That team is solid top to bottom. And we saw flashes of them being very, very good for stretches. 
last year. I Absolutely. think they'll be a little bit more they'll be a lot more consistent. Rantman signed up now. McKinnon is just gonna keep getting better. I, I don't see them finishing other than first. And then you can put Nashville second, you can put St. Louis third, you can put Dallas fourth and the the two to four will be vying for second going to happen. I think the, the Jets are going to have a rough time this year. They're not going to be second. They're going to struggle without having their right-handed shots because the Buffs not there. There's no Truba. There's no Myers. That right side looks a little weak for a team that needs some puck-moving defensemen. That's fair. I, I agree. I 100% agree with the Jets. They are going to have a rough year, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to have a rough year defensively. I think they're still going to score as many goals as they had last year. They have no problem with that. Yep. They have all their players back now after they're signed. Um, but, yeah, you're right. That that right side, they literally have nobody from last year other than Morrissey, I guess, is what you could consider. So, And he's good. Don't get me wrong. But is he a top top pairing right, uh, yes, shot, yes. right side defense? Yes, he is. He, he'll, he'll step up and easily take over for what Myers did. And Myers was their top defenseman. I get, yeah, because uh, Trubo was playing third pairing. Yeah, Troop was playing third, but wasn't Myers second pair behind Bufflin? Well, even Bufflin's not really a top pairing defenseman, no matter what you look at. He's okay, fair a, he's enough. He's a big-ass dude who can shoot the puck. Um, and he could come back. Like that, There's no yeah. saying that he won't come back at the moment he's listed as... Uh, suspended. Suspended, but yeah. whatever. Um, he could come back. Mm-hmm. I like that you said Colorado is going to be a top <laughs> team because I agree. I don't have them winning the division, in my opinion. I have the Blues winning the division with Colorado a close second. But you're right. Colorado has finally filled out a roster, and it's taken a while since the glory days, and it was a rough few years there. But you look at the top six right now, and, I mean, right now they have Jonas Donskoy listed on uh, daily faceoff in the right wing position on the top line with Landis and McKinnon. I mean, obviously that changes. I don't see Rantanen playing on that line, though. I uh, Let me finish yeah. what I'm going to say, though. I don't see Rantanen playing on that line, yeah. but I see Burakovsky being on, that, on yeah. that line and Rantanen going to the second line, playing with Kadri and Yost. And then Donskoy drops down to play with Comfort and then either Nieto or Nikushkin because Nikushkin can play the left mm-hmm. side. And then your bottom line is Nieto, Edward, Belmar, and Wilson. That's a, that's a half-decent fourth line, mm-hmm. right? We actually have a forward grouping yeah. for the first time ever <laughs> since the glory days. We have, a floor, we have a forward grouping. Yeah. And then defensively, it's starting to come together. It's not there yet, but it's definitely starting to come together. Samuel Girard, Eric Johnson is going to be your top pairing. That's a pretty solid top pairing. Mm-hmm. A good puck-moving defenseman in Gerard for sure. And yep. Johnson is a solid defensive defenseman. Mm-hmm. So no problems there. Zadorov and Kale Maker makes a very, very solid second pairing in my opinion. It's a very interesting second pairing to see how they how they both develop. For sure. But I think it's a very solid mm-hmm. second pairing. And then Connaughton and then Callie Rosen, the Leaf cast-off, is <laughs> your third pair, which... <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> but it's not it's not the worst third pair in the league. It's not great. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the best, but it's definitely not the worst third pair in the league. Mm-hmm. You can get away with it. You can get away with a lot of things. It depends if they get the, – the biggest thing is how are those forwards going to play defense when they're on there? Fair enough. And are, are they going to be as effective when that third pairing is out, out there? Fair enough. I think the biggest hole yeah. in Colorado is goaltending. Absolutely. There's, there's no doubt about it. But Frank Coos played 
very, very well last year mm-hmm. in the two games that he got in the regular season. Yeah. He had a sub three goals against average. I think it was two sixty eight or something. And a nine fifty save percentage. Like he looked good. Now yeah. can he take the reins and actually play a lot of the season or is Gruby gonna end up having to play most of the season? Which either way, it's not the worst goaltending tandem in the league. No, absolutely. there's very, very it's not many that are gonna be better. Or worse, <laughs> they're they're kind of in the middle, I think. Yeah. So all you need is a solid goaltending performance, and they're going to look good this year. I like Colorado this year. I still think the Blues win the division, mm-hmm. and I think the Jets fall significantly. Ironically, though, I still have five teams from this division making the playoffs. They had five last year. I have St. Louis, Colorado. I have Nashville, Dallas, and Chicago. All making the playoffs. You have Chicago making the playoffs. I have Chicago making the playoffs. And the only reason I have Chicago making the playoffs is because I trust nobody in the Pacific Division. (laughs) Outside of the top three, I trust nobody. But we'll get to that. We're not there yet. I have to hear what you say about the Central. Well, I'm going to completely go the opposite way with all you guys. Um, Screw you. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, I I do agree with the Jets. I don't think they are a playoff team right now. I think they're fringe. They'll fight for the wild card. Um, I have St. Louis, Nashville, and I have Dallas in the third spot. Okay. Um, I have Colorado in the fourth spot. As you just said, I don't trust their goaltending. I I, 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 I love how Grubauer played a quarter of the way or a quarter last quarter of the season. Oh yeah, he looked played really three. good at the end of the season for sure. But is that enough? But for the first three quarters, they were they were relying on Varlamov a lot, and I don't think they can. Do whatever his name is. I don't. Frank Hool. No, Frank Hool. I don't think they can use him the same way they used Varlamov last year, because I I don't. Okay, but but here here's one question then, I, and I'm just playing devil's no. advocate in this case. What if they use Grubauer in Varlamov's spot and Frank Hool in the other spot? Because Varlamov played most of the no, first half. No, so that's what I'm saying. Can they use Frank Hool's as the supplemental Grubauer position for the first two thirds? No, and I'm seasons? saying that's what he's going to play. Yeah. But Grubauer has to play well in order to actually fair do enough. that. that that's enough. what okay, I'm saying. Fair enough, fair enough. Sorry, I was, I, I, was I, I was more saying that I don't know if Grubauer can continue the way Varlamov did in the first three quarters of the season. Okay, fair right? enough. Because Varlamov fell off, and then Grubauer took over and ran with it. Fair enough. No, I, right? I apologize. I, I was confused. I, I like, I purely because I like Nashville, I uh, like Nashville with the addition of Duchesne, having oh, that sure. second centerman, that's great. I still think Pekka is one of the best goalies in the league. Um, St. Louis, I think, is going to be great. The only piece they really lost was David, uh, sorry, not, um, that's it. There you go. <laughs> that um, guy. And he was the third line pairing, anyways. Yeah. All right. So he's a third line guy. They added Justin Falk, so that defense that was already outstanding last year took another step forward. They took a step forward while also taking a step back, though, because they lost Subban. Huh? St. Louis. I thought you were talking Nashville. I. <laughs> I was. I was a half step behind. I'm gonna. Oh, just, oh I'm gonna okay. Um. <laughs> that just threw me completely off. Um, and then I think Bennington's going to be great. And I think having Jake Allen, who was taken over from the starter, I think having him as a backup now and having that veteran role, I think is great for Bennington in case he falters at any point. Yes. And because I think Allen is set to be a backup for the rest of his career. I, I, w- I would think so. <laughs> right. So I, I like that. And then I love Dallas. I love the additions that Dallas made. Um, I love Pavelski coming in on that team. 
I, I love Corey Perry, although he's injured right now. I love him coming in, being that extra veteran presence, being third line, yeah. third pairing scoring. And I still think Ben Bishop. Without Ben Bishop last year, Dallas does nothing. And I'm interested to see in this this Hints kids, Rupe Hints. Rupe. He only like, played last year. He well, he played in the playoffs in the last little bit of the season. But I'm interested to see a full season how he does. Yeah. So I do love I do love Colorado. I love their defensive pairings. Other than that third pairing, I love the additions they made with the adding Kadri. Yeah. I I, I think yeah. that's great. They need a deep pair, yeah. Sorry. That's a deep move for them. That's good. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I just, I just, I just think they're not quite there yet. They may prove me wrong. I'm totally okay with that. But I just, I think they're the wild card team right now, and you know everything else is set. So that's that's fair. I'll allow that. I think th- I do think that division is way better than the uh, Pacific, though. Oh, I, I 100% I agree. <laughs> um, speaking of which, why don't we just move straight into the Pacific now? And yeah, I got I got three teams, and that that's about all I got in this division. I like Calgary. Yep. I like San Jose, and I'm going off the board probably because I no longer like Vegas in Please this division. Please don't say that. Please don't say. Who do you think I'm gonna say? Edmonton. No, God, oh, no. Okay. I'm saying Arizona to sneak into that third spot ahead of Vegas. Ahead of Vegas. I don't I don't think Vegas did enough to maintain and I think all they did was just get older and at some point Flurry is going to meet Father Time and Father Time is not going to like Flurry anymore <laughs> it's going to happen at some point I don't know if it's this year it might yeah. not be this year and he might carry them to the playoffs again Yeah, I like Vegas as a team but I don't like them this year to make the playoffs for the first time in their existence I like Arizona what they've done they've added Kessel they keep bringing in good young pieces. Goaltending is always going to be an issue there until they get a top-end starter. Yep. But they had some good starts last year from their goaltenders. If one of them can take the reins and just kind of be slightly above average, I think they sneak into third in the division. Yep. The rest of the division, I think Edmonton and Vancouver fight for 5-6. Anaheim, Los Angeles, or 7-8, in my opinion. Yep. I don't think that's really stretching the imagination in that sense, but no, McDavid puts up 120 points. Um, he's going to get them like, enough wins. Unless Mike Smith all of a sudden comes out and takes over Koskinen and does great as the goalie. Uh, by the looks of it, Mike Smith might be starting. That's what I'm saying. Like Unless he like runs with it and goes crazy, yeah. I, I can't see them finishing so. No, I, the highest I have them finishing is fifth in the division. But mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying is that I think there's five teams better in the central division than the fourth place team in the Pacific division this year, which would be Vegas. So you're saying Chicago is better than Vegas this year? Yeah, I think I think what they what the Chicago Blackhawks did in the off season and the way they were trending at the end of last season, I think they have the pieces to be better than Vegas this year. I know that's a bit of a bold prediction, and I'll take that as my bold mm-hmm. my my bold prediction for the NHL season. But I like the direction the Blackhawks took at the end of last season, the type of game they put in place yep. with the coach, and the way they were trending, and the way they picked up some very solid pieces, not great pieces, but solid pieces. I think 
they take that next step and get back into the playoffs. Still a wild card team, mm-hmm. and they'll be fighting for that wild card spot the whole year. But I think they do bip Vegas and knock them out of the playoffs. Irfan, you go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, so I disagree about the whole Vegas situation, bud. Hundred percent. I, I still think they're, they're better than Arizona. They're better than Vancouver. They're definitely better than Ducks and the Kings and the Oilers. I know we're worried about, you know, Florese. Is time going to catch up to them? I still think, collectively, they're a better team. They have better. They have more goal scores than Arizona does. And I mean, adding Phil Kessel is great. He's going to get you. I think 20 to 30 more goals, but by the end of it, like Vegas is still better. Um, but you know what? I think Arizona, I, if you look at the Pacific now, I think that's sort of how it's going to, well, last year, sort of how it's going to turn out. Like Calgary, San Jose, Vegas, Arizona, Vancouver, uh, and the Oilers, and then the rest of the Cali team. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think if, if another Canadian team going to make it from the Pacific, it's Vancouver. They have a good future ahead of them. They're playing some good hockey. If they're going to make the jump, I think they're going to make the playoffs over the, the Coyotes. Because I never believe in the Coyotes, but that's just me. Yeah, they, I, I can see. I think they have great pieces. The biggest thing I'm worried about is still Markstrom, is their goalie. Um, I think, I think honestly, I, I think Vancouver is going to be terrible this year, and I think Demko is going to take over. Um, so to start the year, they're going to be terrible, and they'll take over. Yes, and I think eventually Demko's going to take over and run with that, and he's going to be the goalie of the future. Um, but I, I love their pieces. I love Besser. I love Horvat. I love I love the addition of Quinn Hughes on the defense too. So um, I can see them taking a step, but I, again, it all comes down to that goaltending, right? That's how the biggest thing is. It always does. <laughs> but to go with that, I'll, I'll use my stuff. I agree with you for the first three picks. I think it's going to be the same as last year. I do have Arizona as the fourth and the second wild card. Okay. Um, I think the addition with Kessel, the biggest problem with them last year was scoring. Their defense is set. They got Joe almost in the back there. Chickren's got another year. I think OEL is still one of the better defensemen in the league. I agree. And I think I, he's the, one I of the think, most underrated defensemen yeah. in the league too. And I think if Ronta is healthy, he was the one of the better goalies in the league. And yeah. if he's not. Kemper was one of the better goalies in the league and almost carried him a playoff spot last year. Yeah. So I think whoever is that starter, or if they go 1A, 1B, I still think th- I think they can get that second wild card because I don't think they're better. Chi- I think they are better than Chicago. I'm not set on Corey Crawford being healthy. I'm not either. And I, I, wasn't, r- I, I wasn't even counting on Corey Crawford. Yeah. I think they're just going to outscore their problems. Possibly. But, I, again, like Robin Lehner went there, but I think Robin Lehner may have been a one-hit wonder in the Islanders. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think he could be a, another surprise this year. I, I like I like Lehner. I think he kind of figured something out there, but we'll get into that. Well, he, he may have figured it out, but the biggest thing is Keith is like 38 now, and no, Seabrook's I 36. I understand. I, I get what you're saying. Right? Yeah. They, they, don't, they don't have as much youth coming on the back end that they had. They have, they have Gustafson, who they trust a hell of a lot more now than they did. Like when, Wouldn't you? Yeah. Right? When Quenneville was there, they, he didn't trust him whatsoever, and then finally got let loose last year and put up 60 points. Yep. So... Um, I just I, I like Arizona's core better than I do Chicago's right now. So that's fair. Hey, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you guys. I, I my statement is a big one, and mm-hmm. I will. I will. I'm not going to say I'm going to live and die by it, but I. It's something that I ha- I have a feeling. Yep. 
I'm going to go with my feelings for once. <laughs> All right. Um, individual comments for players uh, taking home the heart. Does anyone think it's going to be anybody but McDavid? Kucherov. I think Kucherov might be the closest. But it's it's one of them, right? Like, I don't think anyone else takes it. Un- unless somebody goes crazy this year, but I, I can't really see it. Fair enough. Um, I think I, I'd probably put Johnny Hockey up there. I think he could he could compete for it, but yeah. go a one-two. I think I think the biggest thing for him is he's got to be more consistent, though. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Right, because when when he wasn't on the game, Calgary was getting blown out. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, can we talk a couple big um, moves in the off season? Some of the big deals that have happened. Uh, re- more recently, obviously, you got the Kyle Connor signing, mm-hmm. the Patrick Line signing, Miko Rantanen, Matt Kachuk, and Braden Point, and Mitch Marner. All the RFAs are starting to sign up. Um, any of them surprise you guys? Irfan, we'll start with you. Any of the, like, the term or the cap hits surprise you on any of those deals? I think everyone's way too overpaid. Okay, but that's across the uh, league, so how about these deals specifically? <laughs> I mean, let me just pull them up so I have the numbers in front of me. Yeah, no worries. Why don't we start with you then, Kyle? Anything that jumped out at you? To me, I, I think I think the Kyle Connor steal uh, signing was a steal. Seven point one. I think seven point one for seven years is huge. Oh, for sure. I think I think you know, right now it looks like he's getting paid a little bit more, but in two or three years down the road, when he does develop the way I think he's going to, that's going to look like he like the OV contract right now. Right, Ovi's contract is one of the biggest steals in the NHL right now. Oh, for sure. I'm not sure. saying Kyle Connor's on that level by any no, means, no, no, but no, I'm no, saying, no, no. you know, the, the way he plays compared to what he's getting paid, I think it's going to be a steal that way. So that's fair. No, that's definitely fair. Um, what about the Brock Besser deal? I think the biggest steal might have been the Brock Besser. Deal. I know it's only three years, mm-hmm. but 5.8 for Besser for three years is yeah. a pretty smart move by the Canucks. Yeah, it's, it's one of those bridge deals, right? So usually yeah. it's 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 the you know pay me a little bit more now or pay me a little bit less now to get paid a little bit more yeah. after, right? So I, th- I think the biggest thing for Besser is to prove it. Yeah. Right? So he, he's been on and off. He's been battling injuries and that kind of stuff. He hasn't really had a full season of for sure. being consistent. And for sure. And I think that's the – Vancouver looks great because they got three years of him and who knows what happens, right? Yeah. But, again, if, if he – Proves it, then it, it could be a steal. So. For sure. Irfan, you got everything pulled up? You ready to go? Uh, yeah. I agree with Brock Besser. I think the only reason why he's his average per year is a little bit lower than everyone else and it feels like a steal is the guy hasn't been healthy. No, for sure. And that's, and that's I think that was Benning's big chip saying that, you know what, if you're healthy, that final year is your qualifying year of, is it seven point something on him? I can't remember. Something like that. So, like the qualifying year in the third year for all these guys is pretty high. So it's like if you're wi- if you're good for the next basically two and a half years, you're gonna get that big massive contract. And I think I agree with both of you. It's a steal. I just I just really hope for him to be healthy. I mean, we saw him. In, I don't know if you guys saw the hit from Tierney. That, that was just dangerous and stupid. So if he stays healthy, I think he's a steal of the the crop there. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um. I will say the Rantanen deal I like, mostly because I know the Avs have the cap space. Yep. So it wasn't a. B- I I was surprised it actually didn't hit double figures in the millions, 
I'm surprised they didn't give him 10. So 9.25 for six years is a solid deal for the Avs. Yep. And they've been – the Avalanche have been ridiculously lucky with their contracts. Like the rant, or the McKinnon deal is going to be looked at as one of those like seriously underpaid players on, on their deal at the end of the contract. Yep. Not at the beginning of the contract. That was what he probably deserved at the beginning of the contract. But now at the end of the contract, it's going to be look like an absolute steal. Even the Landeskog deal was very good for them. Barry Johnson aren't on weren't on terrible contracts. Like they've been very lucky. They finally decided to shell out for a player, and I think they still managed to put under what he's going to be worth at by the end of the contract. So I'm very happy with that. Yep. Um, there's one other one do that I wanted to talk about. Just remember. question for you on the Ranton deal. Yes, do sir. Do you think McKinnon and them and company are okay with him being paid? significantly more than them at this point. I know it's the inflation of the last couple of years, yeah. but would you would you say that this team's still going to... I think they're still going to be great, but do you think it's going to cause some issues? No. They're making more money, and then if he falls flat on his face at any point in time, do you think that comes into question? I don't think so, and the only reason I say that is because when McKinnon signed his deal at 6.3, he was coming off his first year of putting up more than 60 points. Right, at his first three years, he or his first two years, he put up less than sixty points both years. He showed one year of really, really good, and he decided to sign long term. That was that was what his decision was. Yep. Right, and that's fine. I think by the end of his contract, he's going to get paid more than McKinnon, and there's no doubt about. Or sorry, Rantanen. I think he's going to get a bigger deal than Rantanen after this contract is up. That's 2023-24. So he has four more years to show that he's a better player than Rantanen to earn more money. I think he can do that. Right? Landeskog's deal is honestly probably where he should be. He's just under six. He's not a top left winger in the league. In like, Sorry, I shouldn't say that. He is a top line left winger. But I'm not saying he's going to be like an Ovechkin or a Rantanen sort of winger, a Panarin guy who deserves double-digit millions right? because that's not what he is. He's more of a leader on the team. He's going to put up points because he's playing with McKinnon. He's going to put up points regardless, but he's a better two-way player than either McKinnon or Rantanen, in my opinion, and that's why you have him on that top line. Yep. Right? So his deal is good. Uh, even the Kadri deal right now, I know it wasn't signed by them, but the Kadri deal at 4.5 is still a solid deal for their mm-hmm. avalanche right now. On the defensive end, you, your biggest contracts are Eric Johnson, who's at six mil, right? I think that's a fair contract for yep. Johnson. He's a top side right shot defenseman. Like, you're not going to get much better than that. The biggest thing for him is term, though, right? That's he's got four years left, and he's 31. Yeah. Right. But six million dollars when you're 33, 34. That, that's that, fair. That depending, but but it also depends on how he plays yep. up into his 33, 34 year. So we'll, we'll, that one could be an issue for term, mm-hmm. but in the end. The worst contract on their lineup is Ian Cole. But then after that, Zadorov is 3.2 for this year, and he's an RFA next year. Yeah. So he could get a boost, but how much is he really worth? I don't think he's worth 8, 9 mil like some of the defensemen that signed this offseason. True. But if you put him at 5.5, five, maybe 6 and Ty Johnson, that's not a bad contract either. No, right? it's not. No. And then... The big thing is going to be when Kale Maker and Sam Girard come up, right? And they're going to get good contracts. So, yep. But at the same time, 
the Avs right now have seven million cap space. That doesn't include anyone that they're going to drop in the next couple years. Like Ian Cole's contract comes off the books in two years when McCarr comes up. Yeah. Right. The bi- the biggest thing is at that point is, you know, who's the RFA's that are going to come out? McCarr's going to get paid. McCarr's going to get paid. Girard isn't. Oh no, Girard already signed his five mil extension starting it next kicks year. In, it kicks in next year. Right. Um. The RFAs uh, coming up for next year are Zadorov, Ryan Graves on defense. And then you got Burakovsky, Tyson Jost, Valerie Nakushkin, and Vladislav Kamenev. None of them are going to necessarily earn a massive deal. Like no, no. Burakovsky might get a little bit of a bump from 3.25. Yep. Uh, Jost is going to get a decent contract, probably 4.5 to 5. Yep. Right? Not, I'm not upset with either of those contracts. No, true. Right? Th- they have the flexibility for the first time in a while to actually put the money out there, and they finally did. That's mm-hmm. That was more of my statement about the rant. Yep. Deal. So, um, that was a lot of talk about hockey, boys. Yeah. yeah. You know what the sad thing is? Yeah, we've missed a couple weeks. But you know what the sad thing is? MLB playoffs are starting this week, and we probably should talk about that. Yeah, really quickly. I honestly can't say I paid enough attention to the, you know, the uh, MLB this year. Um, let me let me uh, shake it down for you. There's been more home runs hit this year than any other season in the entire MLB history. Yeah. Uh, the Twins have the most home runs by a single team in MLB history. Four teams have 100 wins for the first time in MLB history. And yet it's probably going to be a Yankees-Dodgers-Astros final in some sort of variation of the uh, but, th- but they're not using juiced balls at all. No, not juiced balls. What are <laughs> juiced balls? I don't know what you're talking about. Thing? Is that even a thing? No. Um, also, to put into perspective, the two wildcard teams in the AL are at 96 wins and 97 wins, respectively, going into today's Sunday uh, games. There's one team with 100 wins in the NL, and it's the Dodgers, and they're 18. Eight wins clear of the second place Atlanta Braves. <laughs> yeah. Predictions for the playoffs. Dodgers win the NL. Ooh. Big surprise there. Anybody? Anybody going to argue with that one? No. Hey, remember I, I, when we were talking earlier? My bold prediction, the Nationals are going to the World Series. Are you sticking with that bold prediction, my friend? I am sticking with it. Good for you. You're crazy, but good for you. That's <laughs> I am so, and I'm not putting money on it, so don't ask. Okay. But I want to see the Nationals there. Okay, fair enough. Um, AL. Strohs. Strohs have 106 wins. Yankees have 103. <laughs> just, I just think the Astros have too good of a pitching to lose. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. Like, let alone like their lineup is no slouch by any means. <laughs> They like probably, they actually probably have the deepest lineup out of any team in the entire league yeah. when they're healthy. But like you look, you're rolling a th- like a five game series, right? First three pitchers you have to face: Verlander, Cole, Granke. And who's four? Because they usually Wade teams go Miley, with four, sure. right? Usually teams go and with four in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure Wade Miley had outstanding stats this year too. Yeah, they uh, they they're deep. They're a deep team and. Uh, I agree with you guys. Like, I'm, I'm not arguing that the Astros are probably going to win the AL. They, they probably should. And that's fine. 
and we're okay with that. But yes, Wade Miley was the number four pitcher for the uh, mm-hmm. Strohs this year. That's a solid top four. And that's if they decide to even go with um, four pitcher rotation, or if they decide to drop it down to three. That top three is scary. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, it'll be good. Um, big shout out to Justin Verlander, by the way. Got his three thousandth K yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, two hundred and twenty three innings pitched this year. Two point five eight ERA. Twenty one wins. That guy is just a workhorse. Very quiet most of the time. Said a couple stupid things this year for the first time in a while. But that guy just puts his head down, gets to work, and another three hundred strikeout season for mm-hmm. him. So congratulations to him. Uh, any other big? News. Oh, uh, Pete Alonso broke the rookie home run record last night with 53, passing Aaron Judge from a couple of years ago. But they're not using juice balls. They're not using juice balls. No, not at all. Um, yeah, anything else? Am I missing uh, something, guys, from the Cole, MLB this year? Uh, uh, Cole, uh, hit 300Ks. Cole hit 300Ks, yeah. I was just more giving Verlander the shout because he got 3,000. But Yeah. How emotional was that Felix Hernandez last outing at home? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I don't think I expected that much out of it. Good good for him, though. I, I always liked Hernandez. So it's it's sad to see him I go, but I think he, I think he, uh, he, they did it the right way. I wish he had an opportunity to go in the playoffs. Like, I, I want to see King Felix in his prime in the playoffs, right? But oh, he would have been Mariners, disgusting. Yeah, Mariners never amounted to anything. Um, anything else you want to talk MLB quickly? I know it was really quick, but... No, I, I think it's Dodgers-Houston final. I think is what it is. All right. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Any... Okay. We have a couple quick minutes. Anyone want to talk about NFL? Anything you want to mention from the first three and a half weeks? Because I know technically games are on right now. I'm just really hoping the Pats don't blow it right here. Two minutes left. They could do it. Oh, by the way, the lines are up, too. Yeah. Um, get him. Quick update from the earlier scores today. Cleveland has knocked Baltimore out of the undefeated. Mm-hmm. They were undefeated, right? Yep. Uh, 40-25. Carolina uh, No, Baltimore's not undefeated. They lost Kansas City last week. Right. Sorry. But looked good doing it, and now they lost to Cleveland. Yep. Hopefully Baker Mayfield put up a lot of he yards. He put for 300 and something yards. Beautiful. Uh, Carolina over Houston, 16-10. Allen gets his second win in as many weeks. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Uh, Oakland over Indianapolis, 31-24. Yeah, that was a little bit of a surprise. The Chargers gave up 10 points to the woeful Dolphins, but won 30-10. Oh, the Dolphins were looked outstanding in the first half <laughs> and blew it in the second half. Daniel Jones picks up his second win in as many starts for the Giants as they beat the Redskins 24-3. Yep. Um, and Tennessee over Atlanta, 24-10. Yeah, which is surprising. I thought Atlanta was going to put up a much better effort than they did. Um, the Thursday night game, obviously, was Philly over Green Bay, 34-27. I'm still confused by Green Bay every freaking week. <laughs> um, and that's the ball game, folks. There's still time on the clock, isn't nope, there? Nope, because they just picked them off. Uh, there's still time on the clock. There's there's still a chance, man. <laughs> they're not going to hit the they're not going to hit the spread, but. Well, um, yeah, Green Bay keeps confusing me every. 
freaking week because they look really good defensively, and then Aaron Rodgers decides not to do anything, and then Aaron Rodgers decides to do something, and they blow a team out. Like, and their I'm defense confused. looked absolutely atrocious oh, this week. This w- no, I'm just, I'm just saying oh, the, yeah. the weeks before, the yeah. defenses looked phenomenal. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers kind of just eh, yeah. leads the offense to 10 points. And then this week, Aaron Rodgers and the offense actually looked half decent, and the defense disappeared. Well, okay, let's put it this way. Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams looked fantastic. In the first quarter. The especially. rest of the offense kind of wasn't there. But they didn't have to be there in the mm. first quarter for sure. No, no, I I agree. But like, but they also did make adjustments. Like, well, they had to because Devonta Adams left the game in the fourth quarter. No, but even before that, mm. like they started keying on Devonta Adams, and Rodgers made adjustments and started throwing to Valdez Scantling and all these other guys for Man, shorter he, yardage. He, he mostly went to Allison for the bigger. No, I know. Plays, but, but I'm saying for the short yardage that he yeah. started spreading it around. He made the adjustments. Although the I offense s- looked good. I still don't understand. You're on the one yard line. Run the goddamn ball. It's the Seattle will, Seahawks all over again. I will fully admit I was asleep at that point. I don't care. <laughs> like yes. No, like you got to run the ball. Got to <laughs> run the ball. They blew it on the f- four, like on the goal line twice. Yeah, they got to <laughs> run the ball. I agree. I agree. Oh I'm not arguing. It, but I'm just saying they confused the hell out of me. Yeah. Uh, them and the Vikings. Same thing. Confused the hell out of me. Um, other than that, I think most of the stuff is pretty much gone the way we expected it to for the most part in the NFL. And that, that game Give is official, Dak by the way. The Patriots win 16-10. What did you say, Irfan? Give Dak his money, Jerry Give Dak Jones. his money. I don't think he's worth $40 million. No, but give him, give him what he deserves. Which is not 40 but it's in between 30 Well, he turned down 30 though. Yeah, he wants... I think by the time they agree, it's going to be somewhere between 35. I just... I think players in today's game think they're valued so much more than they actually are. They're spoiled. Like, don't get me wrong. Dak is a great quarterback, and I think he's worth money. Not $40 million a, a year. See, like, what it is is these guys are not are banking on what they've done in the past and not what they're going to do in the future because you never know if they're going to be injured or not, right? I don't care. <laughs> tell me tell me which quarterback in the NFL legitimately is a $40 million quarterback. Name them. Patty Mahomes. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody? Bueller? That's my point. I mean, he's not worth 40, but he's, he's worth good money. Okay, here's the next question. How many are legit $30 million quarterbacks? Legitimate $30 million quarterbacks. Obviously, Mahomes is. Yeah. But outside of that, how many are legitimately $30 million quarterbacks? I'll let Irfan, you, can, you, you go first. How many are legitimate $30 million quarterbacks? Not many. I mean, if you want to play Aaron Rodgers and you want to play Brady that much, but they're at the end of their – they're a lot older. Yeah, they, I don't think I don't they're $30 million quarterbacks right now. No, I, mean, I still, I I still think, think they are. They're at, but they're at the very they're at the very edge of the $30 million. No, they, they, they would make $30 million, and that's purely not based on potential or anything like that. That's yeah. based on what they do, what they bring every Fair week. Enough. And I think I think it's Brady. I would say Breeze is up there. Fair enough. I would say Rogers is up there. Yep. And I would say right now, I would say Russell Wilson's getting towards that area. Exactly. That's my point. There's other, other than five. That, yeah. How many in the next three years are going to get thirty million? Seven. <laughs> it's a joke. It is an absolute joke. Because like, how many of those five that you just named are actually going to get thirty million? Nine. Oh, probably not because they're going to be out of the league. 
three are. Yeah. I, guess, I, think, well, I guess Rodgers already makes it, right? Rodgers and Wilson will have $30 million yeah. in the next five years. At some point in that five years. Yeah. That means four to five other quarterbacks are most likely going to get $30 million, which is a joke. I don't care what inflation is. Yeah. It's a joke. Well, I think Lamar Jackson's probably going to get it. After this year. I think Baker eventually will get it. Yep. Wow, uh, that was almost Depending a on how Kyler Murray does, he could because he's a first overall pick. I would really hope he doesn't get it because he looks terrible so far. I wouldn't say he looks terrible. He hasn't looked great. He had one great half. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying yeah. he's looked great, but he's definitely not been the worst quarterback to be in a game in the NFL this season. No, true. That's what I define terrible as. Which he has well, not been terrible. Well, he's been terrible for a number one pick. Okay. That's yeah. that's a fair statement. Like I'm it, not going to argue it, as, a, as a quarterback and you know, a number one pick, there's expectations. Yeah. And the expectations are you give your chance a team to win every game. Wanna and re- you want to restart try that statement? What? You give your chance a team to win every oh, game? Same, same <laughs> thing. You give your team oh, 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 oh. oh. You give your you give your team focus. a chance, right? <laughs> I'm watching to see if the Chiefs win this game right now. I understand that. Um, focus. <laughs> well, I really hope they get the field goal and then go to overtime. Go to overtime. Oh, but they have to they don't kick the extra points. They're not going to cover six and a half. Yeah, you screwed. Yeah, I'm kind of screwed. Oh, well. Actually, do they have to kick the extra point? No. Uh, no, they don't. If it's the second possession, they do. This is the first possession, no. Yeah, either way. Um, yeah, so I, I just I think there's going to be some people that get overpaid. Um, 100%. Like you already think, like, Derek Carr right now, overpaid. And what's his contract? Like, 20 something? I think he's... He was the highest-paid quarterback. Oh, my God, was he? I think right now Wentz is overpaid, to be honest. What's your opinion on that, Irfan? Agreed. I yeah. mean, I'm not going to argue with that. Like, one and a half decent seasons and he's getting way too much Bank. Well, I mean, then you go back to the Flacco thing, right? When Flacco is making a shit ton of money for... Nothing. Yeah, I think, I think he, I think he was 20, wasn't he? Yeah, at that time, yeah, when he cashed in on the, the Super Bowl. Uh, Carr's contract right now is 19.9. Which is overpaid, yes. Mm-hmm. Not a single quarterback at the moment is um, over 30. You have Matt Stafford's at 29.5. The ultimate overpay in a quarterback Kirk Cousins is at 29. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, 26 and a half. Russell Wilson's 26.28. Uh, Roethlisberger, 26.2. Eli Manning is the most over, overpaid quarter, uh, backup quarterback in the league at 23.2. Now, do I think he deserved that contract for what he did for the Giants? Maybe. Maybe not 23.2, but maybe. Newton's paid the same. Philip Rivers is at 23. Breeze is 22.7. Derek Carr, 22.5. Even though I just read that his contract was 19.9 on another site. Confusing. Um, James, uh, Tom Brady at 21.5. <laughs> Famous Jameis is 20.922. As well as Marcus Mariota. Both overpaid. Mm-hmm. 
Alex Smith, the oft-injured Alex Smith, is 20.4. And then Jimmy Garoppolo is 19. So that's one, how many? One, two, three, four. 12, 13, 14. 14 quarterbacks are paid 19 or more. Cool. That's just stupid. <laughs> it's, it's dumb. It really is stupid. And then another four paid over 10. So 18 out of however many quarterbacks are in the NFL are paid 10 million or more. 18. And maybe the most underpaid quarterback in the entire league. And that's only because he's been a backup his whole life until this year is Jacoby Brissett at yeah. 8 mil. But he just got paid for a, th- a three-year extension, didn't he? No, I know. But I'm, I'm yeah. saying this year alone, he mm-hmm. is the most underpaid quarterback in the NFL solely based on the fact that he's been a backup his entire life. Yeah, I can agree with that. So I think that's a fair statement. And that's... That's saying a lot, don't get me wrong, but yep. he's he's been good, and he's been a solid quarterback. Sorry, let me correct that. The most underpaid quarterback in the NFL is probably Deshaun Watson this year at 3.778. True. I forgot how far he was down the list. but 33rd? 33rd? Huh? 33rd. I was just thinking, I think it's 33rd or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And Patty Mahomes is not much higher than him, but still. Whatever. Quarterbacks paid more than Patty Mahomes. Are you ready for this list? <laughs> Everybody? Carson Wentz, yeah. Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky, Sam Darnold, Kyler Murray, Chase Daniel of the Bears, <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, Joe Flacco, Josh Allen, Daniel Jones. All making more money than all based Patty on Mahomes. All based on where they got picked. <laughs> <laughs> all making more money than Patty Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is only making $300,000 more than his backup. Mm. That's dumb. Anyways, anything else you guys want to talk about NFL that you've seen the first couple of weeks? Kyle? Mm, not really. It's mostly things have gone to the the way they have, like that you kind of expected. Yeah. Um, AFC North has been a, a dogfight, which is what we kind of expected. Yeah. Um, obviously, with Big Ben going down, it kind of ruined Pittsburgh's chance of actually competing. I didn't really have Pittsburgh high hopes anyway. But, like, right now, Cleveland and Baltimore are both 2-2. Two two, so that's... That's going to be fun going down the stretch. It's going to be interesting. I, I, I looked at Buffalo, and I, I love the way they did. Um, they, 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 they looked they, half-decent they, today. They competed w- with the Patriots. They kept Brady to under 200 yards. They looked half-decent um, today. Brady didn't throw a touchdown, I don't believe. So, um, kept them underneath that, right? But the Patriots gave up their first defensive touchdown all year. Yeah, in week four. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one. <laughs> it was one. Yeah, it was, it, it, was, was, it was a nice touchdown, too. They, they drove down the field properly. But, but they, uh, <laughs> they also, he fumbled it, too, which I found funny. He just broke the plane before the fumble, too. So. That's all that matters. He broke um, the plane. Shut up. He broke the plane. So, but Josh Allen looked terrible today. So, But um, here's my... Here, here's and I he got taken out of the game, too. Here's yeah. what my question is always when it comes to a quarterback playing a half-decent defense, like mm-hmm. the Patriots have been this year. They've actually been a very, very solid defense, only given up 27 points through four weeks. Yep. Is a quarterback looking terrible in those kind of games really on the quarterback, or is it just saying that the defense is that good? That's my question. I, I think uh, you, have, you have to go back and look at you how, have to look how at it the, was yeah. and see if he completely missed a guy by 15 yards, 
That's on the quarterback, obviously. Yeah. I'm just I'm just wondering. I, I didn't watch a whole lot of the Bills Patriots game, but that's I really do think that you have to take those into perspective before you say a quarterback had a terrible game. Josh Allen went thirteen for twenty eight, three picks, hundred and fifty three yards. Yeah. Four sacks. That's fair. And a fumble. So he was getting pressured the whole game. Yeah. It's basically what that those numbers tell me without looking at the actual game. And then he left the game with an injury. So Yeah. So that's what those numbers show me without looking at the actual game footage. But whatever. Uh, Irfan, anything you want to point out? No, man. It's been a good start to the year. Yeah. I enjoyed uh, the Eagles um, Packers game. Hot snippets when I could. Yeah. It was uh, not my favorite game of the year. Damn, Packers couldn't stay undefeated. Um, yeah, I think I think everything's pretty much gone to plan, other than the Lions who I thought were going to be the basement dwellers of the NFC North, they're three... They're two, they just lost. They just lost, so three. they're two, yeah. one, and one. All right. I guess they technically haven't lost. There's still 20 seconds left in the game. Okay, but they're but. they're most likely going to lose. Yeah. They're down by four right now. But we're going to say... They kept the Chiefs to a four-point win, which is, is, which is impressive. Which is tough to and do. And they put 30 points up on the Chiefs, which is, which is very impressive. No, they haven't put many points up, but they're not giving up many points. Okay, that's a big throw. They just went to midfield, so maybe this will be interesting. This game is not over, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, um, I'm they're they're my big surprise so far this season. I think being at two zero and one through three weeks was not something that I expected from them. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, yeah, I think everything has kind of sort of gone exactly how it was supposed to. So, um, any last minute thoughts, boys, before we sign off this week? Kyle's shaking his head. Irf on you? No, I shook my head as well. Okay. It's harder for me to see that. So. Yeah, that's why, that's why I verbalized it. <laughs> All right. Then I guess that'll do it for us here this week. Uh, make sure you tune in next week. We have obviously moved the day that we're recording. We will now be doing these on Sundays, which pisses Kyle off greatly. Um, I just watched football throughout the entire thing, so it's fine. Uh, but we have we had to make a little bit of an adjustment due to scheduling. But we will be recording Sundays. We will be back next week uh, talking some more NFL, maybe some MLB playoffs, and the first week of hockey. We're all very excited about that. Very. Something to be watching every day, finally. <laughs> um, but other than that, we thank you for listening. Uh, and for everyone here at Garage Door Sports, my name is Nick McVicker, and we will see you next time.